Welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a JJ, can we have a fifth season? No, we have a fifth season at home. Fifth season. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 10 of Fringe, The Firefly. My name is Nick, and joining me today are David and Charlie. David, that was so I'm bad. I'm Charlie. I, just when I think we can't get any worse at those, we do. That was such Isn't it great? absolute trash. Oh my, oh my god. That was the worst intro we've ever had. I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of being able to claim the worst intro. Like that doesn't even it's apply really- to the show because JJ did make season five. That would be like, that would be like, hey, hey, whoever made Heroes, could we have like season four? And they're like, no, we have season four at home, and season four at home is Heroes Reborn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we did get season five. That's the problem. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's fine. I'm I'm just glad that I, I was able to break you guys before I even finished the intro. That's that's the best part of that. Like Jesus. <laughs> oh man, it's nonsense. It's great, and that's coming from right. David. Yep, that is David's calling that nonsense. David's calling that nonsense. It's a it's a bar. <laughs> what's what's everyone been what's everyone been up to? David, how's life? We don't normally start with you. I have been impatiently waiting for the next Monster Hunter update because I have completed all available content for Monster Hunter Rise. (laughs) Hey, audience, how many weeks in a row has David's update been Monster Hunter? Uh, How many weeks has it been since Monster Hunter came out? I'm at 100 hours of game time and I need more content. Okay, so when you say completed all available content, you mean you've collected all the weapons, all the armor, hunted every creature? I've hunted every creature and crafted every single weapon for the weapon type that I'm using, and I've crafted every single armor that has skills applicable to my weapon set. Yes. Wow, it sounds like you need to go collect all the weapons. Listen, I, 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 I'm probably autistic, not actually autistic. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick another weapon and go through again, and that can kill the time until no, the, the content drop. They're doing a live stream of what the new update's going to be on the 27th, and rumor is they're going to drop the content on the 29th, because that's the start of a week-long holiday in Japan. Oh, <laughs> so, is that Golden Week? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that, that would make <laughs> perfect sense for a huge Monster Hunter content drop. <laughs> like, <sighs> what have you been up to? What about man? you, Charlie? Oh, oh well, fuck I, no, you. I beat uh, you to it. God damn it. <laughs> All right. What have I what have I been up to? Um I uh pr- Why did you have to repeat final. that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh I I uh I, I proctored a final. I'm basically now done with TAing for uh my masters, which is kind of weird, but also kind of nice. Um Yeah, fuck as, children, as long as but don't ask as, as long as things as long as things don't uh um fucking as long as my thesis doesn't get delayed. It's all, you know, this this should be the last time that I'm doing things. <laughs> that's a big as long like that's a big asterisk nick it is <laughs> so if Listen, your if we're... your thesis doesn't get delayed what is like are you graduating in like the next couple months or receiving your master's in the next couple months so so if my thesis doesn't get delayed then it has to be completed by july 9th and i have to present it by like mid-august at the latest um and mm-hmm. then i would officially be done by the end of august and i would okay. be um no longer a part of the university by september okay uh, this is important information for me to know for other reasons 
that's this, ominous this is, as this fuck. Is no, this is this is helpful. It's the opposite yeah. of ominous as fuck. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is helpful if he wants it. Okay. This is this is <laughs> this is this is useful for me. Oh, uh, oh okay, okay. I, I just it. gotta make sure certain things sync up on my end and maybe <laughs> I, I get five hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, that's what you get, Charlie. Literally nothing else. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, no, I've basically yeah, just been like, you know, d- doing dealing with all of that sort of stuff. The question that I got assigned to Mark for this final is like actually the worst thing ever because it's telling students to think in an engineering perspective and these are first oh, year students. They don't understand oh, what an engineering perspective is. That those were always the worst questions though. <laughs> like, okay, no no no. No no no. D- okay. <laughs> for 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 one second, I just like David. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna state something to you, and I wanna I wanna ask what you think of it. There is okay. a system of water that feeds um, a family's farm. Uh-huh. Their input is a river. Their outputs are to squash corn and drinking water. You yep. do the analysis of the system, and you find out that the flow of drinking water is negative. What's an engineering implication of that? Oh, uh, basically, the flow of drinking water is negative. That means that the water stored in the drinking in the drinking sources flowing into the plants um it's being drained sort of essentially the engineering implication is dear god that's really bad there's not enough flow from the river to feed the feed all the sources um essentially you're you're not going to have drinking water the drinking water is being drained because the water the river doesn't feed in to enough they need to get yeah about about half of the responses i've got so far are just the arrows flipped on this diagram (laughs) (laughs) obviously whoever wrote the question got the numbers wrong (laughs) oh man this is a negative this is a negative oh man that was always the best though is when you're talking to people after tests and you were like yeah and then i got a negative number and so i realized that it was impossible so i wrote that down and they went wait what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah use use your head that means that this is solu- the solution's impossible you just write that down that's the answer wait what <laughs> what i kept solving for another like 30 minutes i thought it was wrong so i t- made it a positive it just kept going <laughs> i think i think the worst software design exam question i ever got was it was like a good question but shouldn't have been a final because it was hey here's a scenario design an app uh, that would meet these requirements. Like, pitch me an app and write your pitch down <laughs> as your final. And if I like it, you'll pass. Oh man, that Incredible. sounds and I'm like, like a what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's uh, that's brutal, right there. And it was like it was like find a find a way to encourage people in like poverty regions to like use the use public washrooms and wash their hands, which is legitimately an issue in some areas of the world. Was it just but, an, was it just a public shaming app? But it, like, well, it was like it was like, hey, like what what's your mindset on this? And I was like, you could gamify it in some way because gamifying is the easiest solution to everything. It really is. <laughs> you just add points, and people like to see numbers go big, so you do that. Skin or box, skin or box. Yeah, pretty much. I nah, mean, just uh, just 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 make it a lottery system instead. Uh, every time that you wash your hands, you get entered into a draw. At the end of the week, um, someone wins X amount of dollars. No, that's nonsense. What you see, do is you hire an artist to draw pretty anime girls, and then whenever they wash their hands, they earn points, and they can roll a g- lottery machine to win JPEGs of those anime girls 
No, 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 no. Let's 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 make this 2021. Uh, and those then are, those are NFTs. Million NFTs. Dollars. <laughs> those are <laughs> NFTs of, of pretty anime girls. Then you can make fifty million dollars in one week. Uh, and also like burn down the equivalent of like a quarter of a rainforest per day. NFTs are Yay. so bad. They're, they're, yeah. they're general, so terrible. They're a nonsense concept. They're terrible for the environment. And, it's, and I it's hate not even, them. The worst part is it's not even like the initial environmental impact is lessened. Like once you mint that first NFT, it's super high. But then no, it's because super it has low to be that. constant. It's every single copy. Yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's ludicrous, yep. and it is like the ultimate like it show is the of... worst Ponzi scheme in currently happening. Well, it's also just the well, ultimate so... show of like I think just human arrogance for we're literally eating up resources for literally nothing but bragging rights. Yes. Like that's yeah, all it that's, is. That's that's the worst part about it. That is it's easily not the even, worst part about it. Like it's not even like a game. Like it's not even like sh- software licenses are bullshit because you're paying for nothing but software. But at least like that's something that's usable. This is not even that. This is like a software license for nothing, and it's burning up so many resources oh, <laughs> that yeah, are finite. Yeah, it's- it's it's the idea that like wait we haven't seen climate change happen yet let's make it faster um <laughs> and like for just because we can like there's there's no for benefit no, for no reason for no what, reason what was the book it was like simulacrum where it's like a copy of a copy and the original doesn't exist anymore uh, I don't it, simu- simulation and simulacrum I think yeah um, but it's just but this oh. is we we're living in it now like original art copy original digital art copies don't exist anymore because there's no concept of originality for digital like the closest you could get like there's so there's like 50 easier ways to do this and it's like just generate a new hash sum with every copy and be like hi yours is the original like i i don't i don't understand it needs it needs to burn rainforests down (laughs) yes I've oh. been what I've been up to is raging against NFTs in my sleep and mumbling it's, about how bad they are. Like absolutely, it's good that we can all them. agree that these things are the worst. There, there's <sighs> nothing redeemable at NFTs. And, like the first concept where it's like, oh, maybe artists can sell their art in a different way, but it's not even good for that because it's just like it's well, just no, like because expen- it's screwing artists too. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there, there was a there was a while there where it was like anyone who posted anything on Twitter, there were Twitter bots that turned things into NFTs that did not credit artists at all, and the artists yep. got yeah. none of it. Yep, <laughs> it's not even good for that. Like it wasn't. It's not even like it's literally not good for anything. Well, because just... my my first exposure oh. to them was watching uh, like Hockey Night in Canada, and oh. they did a segment on like, oh hey, you remember good old fashioned hockey cards like tops ripping up on a pack of tops, and it's like it's. Uh, a company has now done NFT NBA trading cards. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> and then you learn about how much resources they eat. And, th- and then you get even angrier. <laughs> like, Because yep. if, if they were just with a this dumb is... thing, that's fine. But they're so bad. Like... But like, my entire issue is, do I need a specific client? Like, say there was no, there was no environmental implications. And like an NFT was... It, the exact same just didn't burn down a rainforest every time you made one. Mm-hmm. It's still fucking stupid. Because yes, okay. what happens if, like, if I need a specific client to view my fancy JPEG, what happens if that service goes under, I am left with nothing? 
Yes, like there's no physical product and I hate it. And this is like the grumpy old man segment of... It's not the, It's not even grumpy old man, though. This makes no <laughs> sense. The only people who want this kind of shit is boomers who are still obsessed over the idea of owning shit. Well, no, like, it's it's boomers and it's the hype beast crowd. It's the same people who stand in line for a white hoodie that says Supreme on it. It's people. It's the exact it's same. More people. money than sense is what it is. Like, yep. Ugh. Listen, if <clears throat> the the fact that this came up like with the current crypto boom makes all of the sense in the world. It's like, wow, a bunch of people made a bunch of money. How are we going to spend this money? Ah. <laughs> well, yeah. Someone went, hey, what if we made a cryptocurrency that's not a currency? And yeah. then this <clears throat> happened, and it's horrible. It's I'm waiting. Crash and there's, it just makes me more upset that there are still very little viable use cases for the blockchain, and this just continues to prove that it's a terrible, terrible concept. Yeah. It's it's just hurting it. Like NFTs just hurt it. But anyways, there's like a handful of viable products that use blockchain, and then everything else is nonsense garbage, and I hate it. Isn't it bad, like yeah. being in the technology field and knowing? why all this is trash instead of just knowing that it's a buzzword yeah but the plot is such a cool concept and you're it wasting is. it and you're ruining it and you're just like ah man no. can you can you imagine can you imagine how fucking cool for example it would be if we use blockchain for shit like you know passports and identification and shit uh, like that any any anything but what it's being used for now please anything well, actually is... useful that is a smart application of the technology well, someone was like, hey, why don't you make all stock market transactions on a blockchain and then you can actually track who is buying, like, like how much quantity is being traded. Because right yeah, now you, mean you can, how, you mean how you can buy and sell you stuff how... without, like, actually buying and, like, without visibly buying and selling stuff. You mean how Bitcoin was sold? So then it's like a yeah. full user list. Like, oh, <laughs> God. Okay, TV guide. All right, TV guide, TV guide time. Let's, let's, let's get angry about other things. <laughs> All right. TV Guide for this week reads, An observer reaches out to the Fringe team to reverse a critical error. Meanwhile, Walter meets Roscoe Joyce, Christopher Lloyd, the keyboardist for his favorite band in the 1970s, and discovers some uncanny parallels in their lives. Yeah. Um, Christopher the, Lloyd. The, yeah, he's here. Yeah. Mostly. He's, he's in the Fringe universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool charlie i thought you were gonna say something there. yeah i uh, i don't know i thought you were gonna hop right into to the pre-credit scene yeah. where yeah, we're in um we're in the bishop's home and walter is like it, it's weird because they do like the dramatic recap and then it cuts back in to walter listening to phenomena while like dancing around in his underwear about to inject himself with something <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like last week on fringe and then <laughs> which the muppet yes. version of that song is still the best one with the chickens yes if you don't know what i'm talking about go watch the muppet version of phenomena it's amazing <laughs> don't know why you guys went fucking de what is do we need to delay this till tomorrow is sunday the good Never. day now no i don't know Never. i'm just angry i'm just angry now <laughs> can't stop thinking about nfts and how angry i am <laughs> i'm sorry david i'm oh. sorry that we've ruined your brain yeah uh, basically <laughs> walter's, right, focus, walter's dancing around fringe it's just <laughs> anger walter's dancing around some music at like two in the morning and peter comes down he's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like oh 
because I had parts of my brain removed, I'm not as small, smart as Walternet. So I'm going to inject myself with this green shit to make me as smart green as Walternet. This will fix my brain. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'd also and like Peter's... to point out, Walter's brought home the whole chem set. Like, yeah, Walter's got, got like the whole like drug cooking like chem set behind I him. Think that well, just I'm was... assuming... I'm assuming I think that's, that's just his personal set. Yeah. Like, I think that's just uh, his home set. I think he makes <laughs> LSD fair. at home. Like, <laughs> But Peter's, Peter's like, are you high right now? And Walter's like, no. And then <laughs> with his pants around his ankles, the door knocks. And Peter's like, who's that at two? And he's like, my pizza. <laughs> and Peter's <laughs> like, so you are high then? He's like, just a little bit. Just enough. Just but he <laughs> shuffles off to the door in his boxers with his pants around his ankles. So, like, how much does Peter have to tip the the poor delivery people that come by? None. It's what nothing. Two or is this thirty a.m. in the morning? I think that dude's used to this. Like, that's the expectation at that. <laughs> if point, you're making, right? the expectation yeah. is you come deliver a you come like come deliver a pizza, and the person who answers the door shuffle like you hear some shuffling behind the door, and then they open it. Their pants are around their ankles, and they're like, "Thank you." And they take and they're it. very clearly stoned out of their mind. Yeah, that if you're the pizza also, guy delivering and holding a, a three, green syringe. <laughs> yeah, if you're the pizza guy delivering at three in the morning, you should be used to this. Also, you're assuming that the bishop resident isn't like a special delivery notification for every pizza joint in the area. Like, I don't think this is the first time this has happened. Probably. Like, I think they know Peter and Walter. And they're like, oh, sweet, let's go deliver to the stoned old man. His son tips good. <laughs> also, the FBI pays us, pays us to forget what's said here. <laughs> Some FBI agent has to intercept the pizza every time. <laughs> it's not actually a pizza dude, it's just an FBI agent. <laughs> no, it's just Astrid. This is this just continues to be Astrid's job. Oh, poor Astro. <laughs> uh anyhow, uh after Walter gets his pizza, we cut to a senior care center where there's some orderlies like watching the monitors and they're like, Oh, we got a guy out of his room. And the other one's like, Ah, it's fine, he sleepwalks. I'm like, you still probably shouldn't let him wander the halls. Mm-hmm. Eh, those halls had nothing that's too dangerous in them. Let let him wander for a little while. If he goes he, into another patient's room... He might just bump into his dead son. Oh, look, he bumped into his dead son. <gasps> Where it's yes. like, who are you talking to? And it's like, I was talking to Bobby. And you're like, who's, who's Bobby? And the caregiver's <laughs> like, oh, that's his son. He died back in 85. He can't be here. But it was, because we see on a hill, Bobby is talking to an observer. Hey, there's the observer sighting for the episode. You're welcome. There's observer sighting one of, like, 20. Yeah. <laughs> of this episode, yeah. And Bobby's like, yeah, I told my dad what you told me. What happens now? And the observer's like, I take you back home. And then then we're done. Country roads. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> I want to have the observer sing a song. Uh, don't worry. We'll 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 find we'll find some time for that. Let's go back that's, to Brown that's Betty that's Universe. That's an episode nineteen at some point. <laughs> Let's go back to yeah. Brown Betty Universe and have them sing <laughs> instead so, of them being gangsters. <laughs> I have some questions about Violet's sedan chair. Um, oh yeah, sorry. We should mention Roscoe Joyce, played by Christopher Lloyd, is the pianist for Violet's sedan chair. Yeah, Violet's Violet Sedan, Sedan Chair, which we're about to learn in the next scene. But yeah. yeah. But uh, I have some questions about Violet Sedan Chair. Uh, Royce looks like he's 97. <laughs> when did this band form? And why was this band also the so- soundtrack of Peter's generation? <laughs> 
I don't. If this no, was Walter's was, favorite band, it was Walter's favorite band. He listened to them in the. I think he says in the seventies. Yes, but this is the same band. Yeah, no, that but Peter this is the mentions. same band in alternate universe. In alternate universe, to alternate, that is the soundtrack of his generation. Yeah. Did he? Does he say soundtrack of his generation? Yes. Or soundtrack said, of his yes. childhood. They, they they say they say hey the, their next their like next couple albums like really made it for them. Yeah. Okay. They went they went huge. And Peter's like, what? They only had one album. This they were like the soundtrack of my gener- of, of like my childhood. Even well, childhood. That means he's listened to it when he was young. Like. Yeah, because Walter loved them, and he would yeah, play it around had, the house for them. But they had one out. Like I just saying, when, when timeline? Timeline when? How? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming, considering they were performing, this happened in the '80s, and they yeah. were just like kind of old, but and got together <sighs> then. Because he already know. had a 25 year old child when they were. <laughs> yeah, and the tw- like. I I don't get the timeline. <laughs> don't worry about it. He, the, the, this. This man had a dream, and he decided to finally make a band, or this was, you know, band number 13 for him, um, which is pretty obvious with a name like Purple Sedan Chair. Violet Sedan Chair, not even Purple. Violet Violet. Sedan Chair. Excuse me, sorry. Purple Sedan Chair was the previous band. Uh, (laughs) Purple Sedan Chair was their rip-off cover band. (laughs) (laughs) Purple Van. Ottoman. Purple Van Ottoman? (laughs) Uh, it was first mentioned publicly by one of the creators on the show in an issue of Weird Wired magazine. Uh, oh, they actually issued uh albums prior to the airing of this episode. Really? I'm sorry to steal oh. your fun fact, David, but I'm stealing your fun fact. I um, listen. I didn't look anything up. The fictional band was first mentioned publicly by one of the creators of the show, J.J. Abrams, in an issue of Wired magazine. In this issue, Abrams remarked that the Seven Sons album of the band is missing an 11th song and that the track is rumored to cause hallucinatory effects when played on multiple turntables. Prior to the airing of The Firefly, a number of vinyl records of Seven Sons were sent out to selected independent record outlets in the U.S. The album consists of 10 songs in the style of psychedelic and folk. Huh. Huh. All right. Green Mama being the missing track. Hmm. So cool. Can I find God. this music? Yes, it's on YouTube. <laughs> oh, never mind. I, I just typed in Violet Sedan Chair, and the first three things that came up were YouTube videos. <laughs> Interesting. Well, we can listen to those later. Yeah. Let's continue with yes. the episode. Um, Olivia is at her apartment, and she gets a package from the Drop and Dash delivery service, which I don't want to give my package to a place called Drop and Dash, <laughs> unless I am the one dropping and dashing. It's unclear. Yeah, you don't you don't know where the drop and dash is happening. Uh, yeah, I Could want the anywhere. drop and dash to be on my end. I don't want it to be on their end because that's what UPS does already. <laughs> where they just <laughs> chuck it and then book it. What what do you mean? They're they're drop and dash. That's way nicer than chuck and book. <laughs> <laughs> and chuck and book is way nicer than an old competitor that got <laughs> taken down. They had to change their name. Uh, their, their name was just two slurs. It was really bad. <laughs> uh, but it's a book, and it's called If You Meet Buddha on the Road, Kill Him, which I think is yeah. a real book. Probably. It sounds um, like uh, a g- weird self-help, like, uh, pseudoscience cult book. 
Well, it, don't, uh, it don't worry. I'm, I'm like sure an... that I'm sure that the Fringe team also produced a book for this episode, and this episode is just the like, hey, let's make a bunch of like real life things and send them out to <laughs> let's people. Make some, it's just JJ. Like, let's make some merch and sell it, man. <laughs> uh, it was let's published make some really weird media. It was published January first, nineteen seventy two, by Sheldon Cobb. Never mind. A fresh, realistic approach to altering one's destiny and accepting the responsibility that grows with freedom. No meaning that comes from outside of ourselves is real. The Buddhahood of each of us has already been obtained. We only need to recognize it. David, you were spot on with self-help cultish bullshit. Yeah. Yep, that, that, is, that, is, that is very much some self-help cult With stuff. a title, like, if you meet the Buddha in the street, kill him? Like, yeah, yeah, that's self-help bullshit. Yeah, but she opens it up. Second and it's Amendment a car- rights. It's and... a card from Peter being like, oh, Olivia, because you asked. And kind of confusing. I don't, this scene feels weird where you're supposed to be like, did Peter actually send her this book? Like, did we miss a scene? But later we learned that it was um, Bolivia who asked for the book and Peter sent it to her. It just feels no, weird. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Bolivia that asked. Bolivia just asked what his favorite book was. He said, and then he was yeah, like, hey, yeah. I'm also going to like order this as a surprise for you. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm, um, I'm just saying, I feel like this scene could have used the entire like, she is confused and then checks the shipping date like in this scene so that right. we know it was wasn't oh, in- oh no this i i got very quickly this was once again the whole breakup but you'd already ordered something for the person yeah and also hey good on olivia she set up a mailing mail forwarding service yeah already after the move <laughs> which also like how would that work cuz if he sent it through a courier service would they get don't the mail forward? Don't 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 worry about it. Don't worry. Did he like shape shifters? On it? Shape yeah. shifters. <laughs> shape shifters. We're back. Tra- uh, time travel. Not even shape shifters. Time traveling bald men. <laughs> no, that's fine. That has internal that's logic too. Per- Listen, that's perfectly logic, and you can't disprove that that doesn't exist in real life. <laughs> uh, but then she gets a call, and she's like, "Oh, time to go fringe." Exact words. She says this. Trust me. Yep. I'm a bald man. Uh, she, she's, she's in fact from Wisconsin this episode. <laughs> she starts to sing the Kim Possible theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it's fringe time, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they get there. And, and of course, Broyles is here. Um, as you know, Broyles always needs to be here. Um, and gives the team the entire rundown. Ah, uh, yes, I see that you finally made it to the... Uh... <laughs> I was going to say just, yeah, Lance Riddick has an iron rock contract that demands his appearance. Yes, despite the fact that it makes no sense for him to be here. He's here. He always needs to be here. I signed up to be in this show, goddammit. I'm going to be in this show. I'm going to be in this show. You got to hit my minimum screen time or else you've got to pay me so much money, Jay. The deal was he has to appear in like X amount of minutes on screen in Fringe. Or JJ has to write him a leading role in the next Star Trek movie. Mm. And JJ it- really didn't want to put him in a Star Trek movie. Because he's like, I already got Idris, I already got Idris signed up for the third one. What the is, fuck am I gonna do? Is that or Lance gets to punch him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> for real. JJ, if I don't get 30 minutes every two weeks, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> it's in my contract. <laughs> 
JJ, I really want to punch you in the face. <laughs> JJ, how, how did we not notice in the contract? I thought this was a normal contract. Like, this is my normal contract. <laughs> so, you finally noticed the, fu- the face punching clause. <laughs> I've had lawyers. Yeah, it's actually, on this it's actually JJ the clock. never came up with the whole, like, so you finally noticed. That was Lance Reddick the entire time. He was like, listen, this is, this is really good, and, and no one's let me do, do this yet. No, they don't actually write. Life. They don't actually write scenes for Lance Reddick. He just stumbles on set, and they're like, I guess he's in this scene, and he just ad libs the entire thing. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, <Excellent>. anyways, <laughs> Lance, Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick says says his bit, hands them the things, and then goes, "That's all I get this week," and walks off scene. I'll be back next week for ten more minutes. <laughs> well, he's cracks his knuckles, stares directly in the camera, and then walks off scene. <laughs> He's, li- he's like, hey, observers involved. This dude talked to his dead son. I guess I need to sign for his release. I guess that's all I do is I sign for crazy old guys' releases <laughs> from institutions. All right. I saw my other universe is so dead body last week, man. I'm still not good. I'm still fucked up about that. I'm going to go. Maybe I should I take therapy. some time off. <laughs> I told Olivia to take time off. Maybe I should take time off. <laughs> Kind of feels like maybe I also experienced something there, but it's fine. I've lost like seven agents in the past two months, man. How do I still have a job? <laughs> oh, that's right. We blackmailed senators. <laughs> We're promising Anyways. shapeshifter tech that we never delivered on. <laughs> uh, but Walter then goes sees uh, Christopher Lloyd like half asleep in a chair. And part of this is, I don't know if this is the the character that they told Lloyd to play or this is how Christopher Lloyd just showed up on set and was like I'm going to be half asleep for all of my scenes yeah like it's there's... one of it's one of those is he phoning it in or did they tell him to phone it in but i i, I don't know just like i feel like he's not phoning it in cuz he is supposed to be like this sort of retired rocker kind of dude yeah. so he like fits the character very well yeah, but Walter's very giddy to meet him because, according to Peter, he is one of his heroes up there with Tesla and Einstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they sign him out, and Walter's like, well, it has to do with the Observer, Peter, and that usually means it has something to do with you. Dun-dun-dun. I don't want them to... Despite the fact that they haven't taken you from me, I don't want them to take you from, <laughs> yeah. from me. That's the only thing that I can think about every time I see one of them. Yeah. Uh, Um, And we have a quick scene with Peter and Olivia with her being like, hey, you sent me this book. Why did you send me this bullshit self-help book? I read it from cover to cover and wow. (laughs) I really don't want to be with you now. Dodge the fucking bullet. (laughs) Did did you send the $2,000 to this address? Did you get the like cult card? Like, Peter, I'm concerned. Did you plant the seed and watch it grow? You know, this is this is just Scientology. <laughs> Peter, are you a Scientologist? You can't work for the FBI if you're a Scientologist. You know that, right? That's why how, Tom how Cruise not, got denied. <laughs> like honestly, how does how does this book fit Peter's personality? Do you well, think like after he ran it. away from home? <laughs> He was, like, after Walter was instituted and his mom was sad and weak. 
he like he was like okay first plane to iraq after fake my way through mit and then was like hmm you know what i need i need my inner buddhahood <laughs> well he and no then- you need to kill your inner buddhahood <laughs> Well, no, no, no. This is this is. Hey, stop accepting help from outside and and understand that it comes from within. This is yeah. all just bootstraps, right? Here. You listen, don't need we'll a Buddha. You, you we'll are a Buddha. We'll teach you how to do that for seven pay- low payments of five ninety nine. Ninety nine. <laughs> and like, I can't believe this is a real book. Like, this is also perfect mid seventies shit, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This this fits the mid seventies, especially just- the Buddha part. It's just unfortunate that be, that because the fact they name dropped this book specifically and it's a real book means that someone on the writing staff prescribes to this. Yes. <laughs> like someone on the writing staff it's knew what this book was maybe, and also maybe, believes maybe it enough JJ. that it's like, yeah, P- Peter would totally follow this. Yeah, Peter's a cool guy. We wrote him to be such a cool guy. He he follows this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, they get, um, they get Roscoe out of, um, not St. Clair's, uh, better facility than St. Clair's, slightly less crazy, just a retirement Mm -hmm. home. And we cut away to, you know, a dead body, a normal thing that we see here. Uh, (laughs) yay, normality. Yay. At which point we're like, oh cool, we're finally getting other fringe. (laughs) Because like, it's not normally just, just observer fringe that happens in an episode. (laughs) So like, you're kind of like, all right, where's the death? What's going to happen? Yeah, um, and it's just some guys robbing a jewelry store, and you're like, "Am I in the right show? Like, what's what's going on? Why is?" <laughs> and then like, Superman I'm... bursts through, except he's bald <laughs> and wears his, wears a suit. It's yep. a weird. And then catches fucking bullets. <laughs> well, we they've already shown that observers are able to catch bullets. They showed that yep. yes, that in the last observer episode. <laughs> yeah, but we get it again. <laughs> As he just and beats it's... the shit out of a bunch of people, <laughs> like yeah, and then beats the shit out of them. That goes cool. Uh, phones it in. Yeah, and goes and uh, saves this. Goes and uh, saves this woman. Yeah, because she's she's got the duct tape on her mouth, but she's asthmatic and is clearly having an asthma attack. Mm-hmm. And he, it's so creepy how he does it because he like he like he does the head tilt look where he's like, oh right, you're a fleshy meat puppet. You're dying. <laughs> Fleshy meat puppet needs his fleshy meat 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 uh, inhaler. Uh, little baby Ooh. want their vape. <laughs> oh, what little baby gonna die without their vape? Oh. And then he like brings it to her mouth and then pulls it away and does that like three or four times and chuckles to himself. <laughs> he goes, "Little baby can have their vape." <laughs> but well, he, at which point, mean? despite despite all of this terrifyingness, she still thanks him, and then he's what? just like, "All right, peace." I'm keeping <laughs> this inhaler. Why do we make everyone like a horrible person when we when we talk about them? Because it makes the scene better. <laughs> just every scene, we're like, "Oh," and then they do this terrible thing. So, like. I, so so the question is if we were to be like if 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 a show like this if we were to just enact all of our changes would it be funny or would it be horrifying like because okay, we're laughing through the whole thing but if we just watched a show that all of those things happened i think it would be i think it would be bizarre enough and like completely out of the blue like if northwest passage happened the way we said it happened it would be <laughs> hilarious <laughs> Like that, that one in particular would be that would, one would be so, so fucking funny. 
<laughs> just because it's so out of character like this doesn't happen all the time there are completely normal episodes of fringe according to our recaps but every well, now and then someone goes completely off the rails i think it would be great the problem is it's only funny because of the juxtaposition like if we were to write a television yes. show we'd have to have like 20 episodes of solid television and then the 21st episode just to be everyone out of their mind and then not mention so, it the next episode so, so you mean what fringe already does with episode 19s no but episode 19 at least has a like the last one that the only one i've seen at least had a framing for its insaneness like it had a framing uh element yeah like, this it was wouldn't all, be yeah this would no, necessarily be framing. like a side story or like a, a no, fun just deviation. Regular plot, just everyone turns into a monster for some reason. Like, Everyone's at just some, the absolute worst. At some point, we would do this for a season finale, and yeah. everyone would be upset, and we'd be like, "Yeah, and." <laughs> No, it can't be season finale because the next episode, the next episode has to go back to normal, and no one mentions the last episode. But clearly, the last episode happened because like people show up with bruises or something because they played a fist fight. (laughs) But like, could you imagine just in his same monotone, the observer going, "Oh, Whittle baby needs their vape." (laughs) Like that would be fucking great. Like, so good. You're telling me you don't want to see that on network TV? Because I want to see if this dude has a fucking cameo now. Because I will buy a cameo of him saying, Whittle Baby need their vape. I'll pay money for that. That'd be so good. Oh, man. Michael, All right, uh, Sir Ferris, do you have a cameo? Back to the episode while Charlie goes and does some research, some very, very necessary research. <laughs> so yeah, he the observer saves this woman and then is just like, alright, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, I'm just gonna walk out of here. Oops, I stole your thing. Uh, hope you don't have another asthma attack, haha. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no. Um, he he we, does some superheroing and then the scene ends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, quite it's, weird. It feels like out of nowhere. This this entire episode feels really weird so far. Like the fringe event has been a dead son returned, and there's been some observers, and that's been it. There's been like no murders. It's real weird. <laughs> what do you mean? There's been no um, murders. They killed yeah, the we just saw store someone, owner. We just saw you, a murder. You started I, this I entire just... seed recap with we see a murder. It's back to normal. <laughs> Ah, fair. Also, do you want to see something disturbing? Mm, I'm going to keep talking while you inevitably post this. I give you Goatee Observer. Oh, Oh, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Because Michael Cerveris is also a musician. Oh. Damn. All right. He's won a Tony. Yeah, we we looked into this. Oh, right. Where he's one of the few Tony Award winners and he didn't get to sing. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, we uh, pop back in and we've got some more Christopher Lloyd. Um, Roscoe is now in the lab and has been hooked up uh, to, the, you know, Walter's great instruments. Um, but fortunately, nothing bad has happened to him so far. He's just listening to some waves um, so he can be in a highly suggestible state. Uh, and Walter is essentially trying to get him to dream sort of like essentially hypnotize him yeah um so that he can remember what his uh son told him because you know obviously it has to be about walter um 
and uh, get them to figure out what's going on, why the observers were around. Uh, so they bring in a piano. Um, Walter's all excited, um, puts on his 3D glasses. Um, <laughs> that apparently can view auras. Yes, the, the aura 3D glasses. <laughs> I... I, I just love how TV, like, just different, like, TV shows have just been like, yep, um, red, blue, 3D glasses? No, these things are way cooler than that. Here, they can view auras. Doctor Who, they can view the void. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's I mean, great. It's, they it's show up in a like, bunch of different shows, and they're just like, look, they're magical. Yeah, because it, it's like a silly prop that everyone is like, oh, you view differently through it. And they're like, okay, now you view really differently through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Can Craig fucked up. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Just ignore Craig. He'll do his best. We have the intro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Anyways. and Walter's also kind of excited because he gets to have a private piano concert from his favorite pianist. Mm-hmm. It was Christopher Lloyd for some reason. Yep. As always. I wonder if this um, is actually Christopher Lloyd playing the piano also. Because the last time we saw someone playing on piano on scene, I think it was um, it was, it was Peter. Peter, right? And uh, Joshua Jackson actually learned how to play it. So yeah, maybe I don't know. Who Christopher knows? Lloyd's a pretty talented person. I think he might be able to play piano. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, though, um, let's cut back to more awkward Peter and Olivia breakup scenes. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> hey, um, you sent me this. Uh, yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Why'd you send it to me? Peter being like, no, I didn't send it for her. I sent it for you, the one I've known for years. I need you to join this cult with me. (laughs) It's time to become your own boss bitch. This is my favorite book. (laughs) Join me, Olivia. Unleash your inner Buddhahood. Oh, it's like that episode of Family Guy where Brian writes a self-help book and it's like the following 85 pages have been left blank for you to write down your goal. And it's like a 20-page book and he becomes a bestseller just because he left the 85 pages blank. Oh, <laughs> uh, incredible. <laughs> but yeah, she, he's like, I, she asked and I wanted to share and I thought she was you. So really, if you look at it, I was trying to share with you. I'm not the bad yeah. guy here. Stop hating me. And she's like, no, in fact, I'm going to hate you even more. Stop trying to open up to me. It's fucking weird. Now I'm going to go. And basically, Olivia's like, hey, think about where I'm at with this. Um, and brings in that she feels like Rip Van Winkle. Uh, <laughs> such a weird, weird reference. She, she does Very have a good... strange reference. She does have a good line here and a good point, though, where it's just like everything's just another reminder of the time she lost. Which, yeah, yeah yes. that's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, lost a bunch of time, and uh, it was real weird. Now everything's wrong. <laughs> Sorry, the, I don't know if you have this line on your Fringepedia page, but the next line after Peter and Olivia have like their talk is, Astrid interrupts the pity party with the news that Walter's <laughs> hypnotherapy is working. Why is this a pity party? Why is the author of this French beauty article so angry at this? Uh, because they're, obviously li- they live in Seattle. Well, no, they're obviously a huge uh, Peter Olivia shipper, and they're furious at the way the show's going. Or they're a Peter Astrid shipper, and they're angry that Peter and Astrid don't have enough scenes. Ah, what would that ship name be called? Would it be Pastrid? 
Oh, Pastrid's pretty good. Um, Pastro? Pastrid seems better than Eater. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's the perfect name. Uh, Eater's a great ship name. But only for the smut fix. (laughs) Oh. Oh, I still... We still need to hit... What was our incentive for us to read Fringe fanfic? I don't remember, dude. We made a lot of promises. We've made a lot of promises. Hey, audience, uh, if you remember these promises and want us to do them, th- let us know what those numbers were or where or, we can go to find those things. Or was it, I, I, will, was... I will live read fan fiction if someone sends me some? Yes, I yes. think that was a promise. I think if, like, if yeah, we get literally one mail message, mail literally one message, please. <laughs> yep, let's just slap that in 45 minutes into a recording. Exactly where people are going to come to find it. Exactly. It's it's a gentle reminder to like interact with us, please. We're yes. so lonely. Please, um, one, yeah, one message. The the hypnotherapy. Let's, let's, let's cut back to Walter yeah. here. The hypnotherapy is working. Uh, Walter has guided Roscoe into a trance and sits him down at the piano, and he starts playing because his brain doesn't work the same as ours. Peter, he expresses his creativity through music. Is yes. the explanation we're given whatever it's a nice little melody on the piano and he's trying to remember and he's like i saw my son bobby <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and then bobby they're like what did he say and he's like bobby whispered something dot 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 in all bold embarrassingly olivia's cell phone rings because <laughs> also be like why to... is your phone on full ringer like to be fair that was yep. very embarrassing yeah and, yeah and he Roscoe kind of like slips out of the trance. He's like, I, I forget what he said. I was asleep. Um, and Olivia's <laughs> like, oh, sorry. The observer was sighted. Peter, we got to go. I'm so sorry, Walter. Bye. <laughs> and Obs- observer was acting was acting like Superman back there. We got to go figure yeah. out what the fuck's going on. He stopped a bank robbery with his bare hands. <laughs> I thought he this only had human hands. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but then apparently the interruption doesn't matter because Roscoe remembers anyways. Walter makes sure to give Roscoe like a nice like shoulder massage and then Roscoe mm. goes back into the trance and he's like he's like oh he was wearing the brown shirt that his mother gave to him and before he died yeah and it's like what did he tell you he's like I'm going to meet Walter Bishop mm-hmm. I need to do something for him yeah I, I'm supposed to help him and they wake him up and he's like how are you supposed to help me and Roscoe's like I don't fucking know <laughs> Aren't you supposed to know? You're fucking Walter. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then, hey, we cut to the next scene, and the observers are meeting just somewhere in Cambridge. Um, As they do. Ch- chatting in the middle of the street, being like, hey, uh, events are in motion. The other guy's like, it- it's great because you get observer dry sarcasm, which is <laughs> oddly great, where uh, September... We know he's September, right? Gotten to this point. Yeah, we've 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 gotten names at this point. Yeah. So September. Uh, yes, have we, we gotten have. his name? Yes, we got. Okay. Yes, we got names from the last from the last observer thing. Well, I uh, thought we got the names of the other observers, but not um, our observer specifically. It doesn't really matter we that have... much. Also, it doesn't yeah. matter that much ultimately. Yeah. But I, again, I don't think we yeah. got his name specifically yet. Um. Anyhow, September uh, meets up with December. Uh, who is the boss one. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, everything's set. Plans are in motion. And December's like, I've watched Walter for a very long time. 
perhaps not as closely as you. And I'm like, ooh, throwing shade in the middle of the day. Interesting. You creepy stalker motherfucker. <laughs> and he's Even like, to us, you're a creepy ass stalker. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. I heard you were going to grow eyebrows. <laughs> going to go and win a Tony. <laughs> uh, but he's, they're basically talking vaguely because why not? And they're like, oh, I don't believe Walter will do it. And September's like, oh, no, he's changed enough. He'll do it. And you're like, who talks like that? Like, I hate the, the pronoun game or the verb game in whatever. It's just lazy dialogue. Bad suspenseful but, writing. Never. Um, but yeah, no, they, they have their, uh, brief exchange. Uh, they both stare at a guy as he gets out of his truck. The guy stares back and makes sure he locked his car. Cause this is suspicious. And like, fuck you, going, I'm going to steal uh, your truck anyways. And September goes, fuck you. I'm going to install a fucking fingerprint lock on your, on your car, I guess. Yeah. They put just like finger blast like the, the car lock. Yeah. What a weird way to say that. <laughs> What a horribly awkward way to say that. <laughs> why, would you, why would you say that? No. I'm gonna... Um, maybe I'll download the audio and clip. <laughs> just so I can have audio of Nick saying that. <laughs> you know, for my own personal uh, record. Uh, of course, it's important. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and September just decides to steal a car. A perfectly normal thing to do. Um... Yeah, none none of this is used ever again. It's just a one-off scene. It's yeah. He's just like, this is how I get away from scenes. Is I just walk up to a car and it's mine now. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of GTA Four. This is how humans operate. <laughs> <laughs> and he drives over fifteen pedestrians <laughs> and walks up and steals all their money. <laughs> This is what humans do. I'm a human. <laughs> it pulls an stands, RPG out of his about back it. pocket. Just stands, like a thinks human. About it for a thinks about it for a second. Goes, nah, there's no butterfly effect. And gets back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we, we cut back to the lab. And Roscoe's basically just chilling, playing some stuff on the piano. He's like, playing some tunes. He's like, I really don't know how I'm supposed to help you. Like. Can I go back to my care home? It's chicken night. <laughs> I love chickens. <laughs> almost I'll as I love almost as much as I love strawberry milkshakes. <laughs> oh you my like God, strawberry milkshakes. milkshakes. <laughs> and that's that's the strange parallel in their life is they both love strawberry milkshakes. That's yep, it. That's yes. that's the exact that's parallel entirely that in the TV guide. <laughs> But basically, they're talking where Roscoe's like, oh, well, Walter asks, like, why did the band break up? And Roscoe's like, well, we just kind of, like, took a break before, like, coming back together. And he's like, I blinked and, like, years went by. And so not doing anything was easier than getting back together. And Walter's like, yeah, that I had a similar situation. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You were forcibly locked up. Yep. <laughs> not quite the same as not talking to people. But okay, I can buy it. <laughs> uh it's also kind of important to mention at this point that walter's been continuing to work on his uh his brain, his brain expanding yeah. juice uh yeah which or he does calls it, it brain mapping science which doesn't involve him drinking a glass of worm <laughs> he made olivia do it but he won't do it maybe he's injecting himself with worms 
<laughs> he saw an episode <laughs> of Futurama like and has been eating truck stop egg salad sandwiches since. Oh, jeez. Oh. Uh, uh, we cut uh, back to Olivia and Peter talking to the asthma victim. And she's like, yeah, he was super calm and didn't say anything. But he knew he knew how to save my life. And I'm like, yeah, you were gasping for air. It's kind of fucking obvious. <laughs> you were gasping for air. He then went, oh, little baby need his vape? <laughs> you were gasping for air and staring wide-eyed at your purse and said, help me. I think, he, I think anyone could figure that out. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're an, you're an asthmatic person. Like, it's incredibly obvious. <laughs> it's incredibly obvious that you're a widow baby that needs her widow vape. <laughs> uh, is that the title of the episode, David? Is widow baby needs her vape? I think at this point, yeah. <laughs> the widow baby who needs their vape. Oh, man. Just so you have a portion yes. of the original title. Um. And it's it's a quick little scene where she's like, he saved my life, but he didn't seem real. And I'm like, but he was because he saved your life. So like, maybe <laughs> maybe get that woman some oxygen. She's not okay. Uh, that's that's okay. That's why they're taking her to the hospital. No, wait, sorry, the police station. Uh, exactly where you should be going after this. Yeah. And um, then we have a, a scene that totally does not have anything to do with plot in the rest of the episode. Where Walter talks about how he uses milk as a bonding agent for his brain mapping thing. And then very clearly yes. puts a jar of milk into the fridge and then tells Astrid <laughs> to go get stuff to make strawberry milkshakes. There's no mm -hmm. connection between these two events. Chekhov's Nothing gun is all. put away and isn't loaded. They, they, this, this was all just a weird juxtaposition of a scene. Nothing, nothing weird at all. Um, isn't it great? Look at these two old men bonding over strawberry milkshakes like normal people do. Yeah. Uh. And that's also, like, there's a little, it's like one piece of dialogue that actually adds a lot to Roscoe's character, where Walter's like, you like strawberry milkshakes? And he's like, it's my number one drink since I stopped drinking. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I just... Also, I'd like to point out the, the poor Astrid name for this one, which is Ashram. Yeah, I it's, that it's not even fucking close. <laughs> it just starts with it an starts A. with an A. The writers it. are just throwing darts at dictionary pages of words that start with A, and they're going like, ashram. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I would have done. Astrid appears. Astrid just goes, "Yep, I've heard this one before." That's me. That's my name. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> and then, I guess I'll go get you. And then she comes back, but she doesn't because, ooh, it's the Observer. And he's like, I've got to talk to you, Walter. Fortunately, she hasn't been knocked out this time. He, he goes up to Walter and he goes, oh, Widow Baby wants to keep his son alive? <laughs> Come with me, then. <laughs> uh, but he, he talks to Walter and he's like, basically, we fucked up time. Because we, by saving you, I have... Like, I've changed events in a ways I couldn't predict. And basically, it's the butterfly effect, where he talks about... But with a firefly. Yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, because I saved Peter, he caught a firefly. And because Peter caught that firefly, a girl stayed outside still looking for a firefly. Because she stayed out, her dad went out to get her. And because her dad went out to get her, he skidded through an intersection because he was driving in the rain. 
and he killed someone, a pedestrian walking through Harvard Yard. Hmm. At which point we're like, at which point we're like, oh, cool. There's no like, this is just a weird story that he's telling to guilt trip Walter. There's no yeah. relation to this in the episode at all. Yeah, there's no relation uh, to another character whose son died in a car crash. Nothing. Yeah, or in a car accident that we hear at the beginning of the episode. No relation at all. Yep. No relation. And yeah, and he's like, <laughs> we've upset the balance of time, and Whittle Baby needs his vape. The Whittle Baby <laughs> being time. And the vape being balance. Walter's like, this is an entirely confusing metaphor. No, no, no. Listen, it makes perfect sense if you can see time in seven dimensions like we do. And you can clearly see the whittle vape. <laughs> the whittle vape of time. The, the whittle universe needs the whittle vape of time. <laughs> to restore balance to the whittle baby. Just all his lines are oofied. <laughs> But still, just dead tone. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Whittle baby needs his vape. <laughs> oh man, he's not a cameo, but I really wish he was. <laughs> is is December? Is the actor that plays December on cameo? Because that would also be pretty good. Is any of them on cameo? Can we I check gotta, any I of the observers? Check. <laughs> but it would also be super weird because it's like, hey, remember that that role you played a handful of times back in the, the mid <laughs> mid 2010s I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry to bring this up here's a very nonsense line Can i need you, you to shave it? your eyebrows and hair <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no just, just put on perfect. whatever snapchat filter does that <laughs> uh and basically the observer gets fed up and he's like you know what fuck it when it when you have to give him the keys and save the girl and then throws a smoke bomb on the ground and disappeared. Yep. <laughs> yep. The, snow, the smoke bomb being a call and Walter not being smart and continuing to look at the Observer like you do. <laughs> and he's like, "You were you supposed to run? And the Observer's like, I don't know. <laughs> Normally there's a car I can steal. In, in Naruto, my favorite anime. And he looks at the camera and goes, that's right, Observers watch anime. They just disappear. <laughs> and it's a very weird fourth wall break. <laughs> it's really weird it's the only fourth wall break in the show we don't understand it but yeah. like hey <laughs> uh and then uh peter uh calls walter and he's like hey um it's something about the girl in the robbery and i forget what it is yeah it's like hey girl girl from the robbery um they were you know obviously the observer was here and walter's like whoa the observer was there and and well peter's like yep and walter's like oh that's weird doesn't bring up that he just was talking with one of the observers well isn't he like isn't he like oh she's the girl i have to go save her well no he's like what what was she doing in 1985 um <laughs> and like sort of like tries to make the relation there's never actually any definitive evidence about the relation because peter's like oh yeah no we got to take her to the, she's got to go down to the police station to answer some questions and walter's yeah. like awesome oh, but then that she she's needs to come i need, she's I need to come talk to her she's the girl that was trying to catch fireflies i don't think she's I, the girl that no was i to I, that I, seems... that, I like to i like to think she is but also it's very likely she isn't because they do not make that connection at all there's yeah. the, it, it's sort of implied but it's never actually i don't think it's even implied yeah, I, I, no, I think I, you're just reaching yeah, into yeah. things i didn't never. get that vibe at all i was hoping because <laughs> <laughs> the uh, i guess briefly the observer mentions like i know like multiple futures are always happening and i know some of them but i don't know mm -hmm. which one will become is yeah, kind of how and, they view time. Yeah. And like 
alludes to the fact that Peter's gonna, like, you know, what happens with him and Peter um, isn't, like, known yet. Yeah, it's, there's possibilities and probabilities, but nothing is certain yet. Yeah. Um, you can see all the different times. Yeah. But hey, Walter's just gonna go back to the lab now and wait for this, uh, wait for this woman to, to, to come in, and nothing weird is gonna happen. Um, and Roscoe's got his, uh, Roscoe decided not to make milkshakes. Uh, and instead just fucking eat ice cream like a monster. Oh, now I want ice cream. I ate all my mango ice cream. Can you imagine, can, 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 you, can you imagine, like, someone being like, yeah, let's make milkshakes, and then Astrid returns with all the ingredients for milkshakes, and Roscoe's just like, nah, we don't need, we don't need milkshakes, I'm just gonna eat the ice cream. It's cool, <laughs> they needed coffee anyway, so she didn't mind the trip. Fair. Literally her character's motivation, which means... The observer stole all their coffee to make sure Astrid would be out of the yes. lab. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I want a montage of the observer like knocking a coffee cup out of Olivia's hand on her way to the lab and then her having to make coffee at the lab and them being out. And Olivia's just a bad person because she doesn't buy the next thing of coffee. <laughs> That's my headcanon now. <laughs> There you go. We we got some new headcanon. But hey, um, that's the next episode. Clue. This... <laughs> yes, right there. Um, let's get back to the episode where hey, look, everything's starting to come together. Um, as Roscoe goes, hey, uh, I remembered something when that weird man appeared. Um, because the night the night that my son died, or the night before my son died, he he uh, called me to say that he'd had a weird dream, where a strange man who looked oddly like that took him to see me, but I was old. It was weird. Walter's like, it wasn't a dream, Marty. We gotta go back. Christopher Lloyd's like, what the fuck are you doing right now, John? I told you not John, to bring stop. those movies up around me. <laughs> and John Noble just gets very like abashed and is like, I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to upset you. You, you know, I was in, I was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, of course I know. You never fucking shut up about it. I ate a chicken very loudly. I ate I ate a, a, a tomato in the most disgusting fashion humanly possible. Is but it yeah, bad when uh, I see that scene I just get hungry? Yeah, a little bit. It's very gross. I'm like, man, that was a juicy fucking tomato. I want that. Nice. Um... But yeah, uh, we get Walter being like, no, nah, that was probably real. Um, th those people can travel through time, so I'm assuming he take took them with him. And Walter doesn't at all bring up that they've also had time travel in an entirely different, cool way, because that way's never going to come up again, and it's really upsetting. Walter had multiple about versions that time of time travel. Does Walter not know about that time travel? White Tulip? Uh, no, they all White, white Tulip oh, right, doesn't that happen. All... Right. White Tulip's all a closed loop that doesn't happen, technically. Right. Damn, we, we right. talked okay, about this mind. where the implications of that time travel literally don't matter because it lives and dies with one man. Yeah. Yep. That's 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 upsetting, but hey, I guess that makes sense and why that will never be brought up again, despite oh, cool. being a random cool... motorcycle. Thanks for that audio wave. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun for Anyways. me later. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. We. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, we get this sort of heartfelt scene where, um, Walter starts to realize exactly what happened, um, as Roscoe explains the night that his son died, and he's like, yeah, no, it was raining really hard, we had a concert at Harvard Yard, uh, 
Mulder's and, like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he's like, and then my son, he crossed into an intersection, and Walter goes, don't worry, I read the paper. Uh, <laughs> I, I know exactly what happened. Uh. <laughs> Oops. I might have accidentally murdered your son. It's okay, an eye for an eye. In this case, makes the world have sight. <laughs> Listen, yeah. but in an alternate universe, you had like seven albums. <laughs> It was really cool. And then uh, apparently this is all a lesson, a very cruel oh. lesson from the Observer to Walter, where Walter calls Astrid and is like, I, I figured it out how Roscoe's supposed to help me. I killed Roscoe's son because I wasn't willing to lose Peter. I need to be willing to lose Peter. Yep. It's some insane troll logic from Peter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um also well we'll get we'll get there we're not yeah. quite there yet and now it. suddenly um, it's it's raining um and olivia is following a police car who is uh carrying the sales clerk that was in the robbery and they're almost back to the lab and then suddenly the pickup truck that the observer stole careens into the police car yep it's oh my god <laughs> and then the observer gets out and is like nah, nah, boo boo i can't kill people and then runs away and olivia's like what the fuck was that i have to chase you now yo why why, why are you trying to murder people and yeah no olivia goes and she's like she's peter's like, like uh i guess i'll go make sure these people are still alive <laughs> peter's like should i come with you and she's like no focus on your buddha hood you fucking nerd and then runs <laughs> But yeah, uh, Walter hears about this horrific car crash and is like, oh god, uh, time, time to go drive down there and go see what I can do to help. Best um, take my as keys. Peter... Yep. Um, as Peter gets gets through, make sure, um, fortunately, both of them are still alive. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the sales clerk is going through another asthmatic attack. And this time, who would have guessed it, but she doesn't have her inhaler. Oh no. <gasps> wow. Who could have seen this coming? And... <laughs> And Peter's like, oh, the observe. I gotta go help Olivia. Oh, wait, Walter, give me the keys. <laughs> and I save gotta the save girl. the woman. I've gotta save the cheerleader to save the world. And Walter's like, that's a different show. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> we're not on NBC. You can't say those words. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, we're going to get sued. But yep, there's an epic like foot chase where uh, Olivia is chasing after um, chasing after the observer um, and uh, loses him. But it's okay because Peter's got the keys. Um, Walter, after freaking out for a solid minute and not saving this girl, um, eventually gives Peter the keys. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love and- how the observer they made him run with a blank expression on his face. So he he's running terrifying. T- he's running towards the camera <laughs> with no expression and has to like do that like little slow up because he's about to turn. <laughs> it just looks so goofy. <laughs> I I love the the way that they get the observers portrayed in the entire show for this is great. <laughs> of just completely motion like expressionless and they have to do it for every scene. There's never any emotion allowed. Yeah. Yep. They do a, the actors playing the observers do a really good job of making them seem like super alien. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, Olivia yep. he turns a corner and Olivia loses him, but it's okay cuz Peter uh gets out of the, is parked the car and is looking around and he sees the observer going into a building 
And Peter's like, you know what is for nerds? Looking both ways before crossing the street. And then almost gets hit by a truck. Yeah. Almost gets hit by a truck, then a motorcycle, then another truck. (laughs) There are three cars that he almost gets hit by. And they do they do a shot where he's like crouching and he's like shielding himself and the car stops like three inches from his face. But it's unfortunate because we're still in that era of like TV graphics where you're like, that's very clearly like a comped shot. Like they're not <laughs> it just it's just jarring enough that you're like, it, I know how they did that shot. It doesn't it doesn't quite have the same feel as when I saw the car like the car wheels stop like a foot away from my face that one time. Yeah. You know what it's like. You mean it I do, you mean sadly. they didn't just drive a car towards Joshua Jackson? <laughs> no. Amateurs. <laughs> Cowards. Cowards. But yeah, no. Um we cut back to uh Walter who's finally decided to save the girl um and um gets like a coke bottle and starts you know aspirating her with that it's like all right don't worry we don't need <laughs> we don't need any sort of inhalers or things um that's what this coke bottle's for yeah i'm a doctor <laughs> <laughs> medical doctor no doctor yes <laughs> doesn't he have an md i think he does have an md he's supposed to have several degrees yeah i could have sworn he had an maybe MD. uh but yeah uh, then yeah, let's peter follows the observer up to a rooftop um where there's a bunch of graffiti that definitely won't have any relation to next episode clues um definitely not none at all they've never done that before (laughs) never once i don't believe it um (laughs) yeah and peter is like hey um the picture of me with the device what's like what's going on like what's going to happen and the observer's like it must be hard being a dad i don't know because i always pull out and then shoots him with his (laughs) with his space gun and peter's like what a weird thing to say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but hey science gun is back yeah and then olivia shows up and um runs over to check on peter and the observer's like whoop, 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 and then runs away <laughs> he actually does like the zoidberg claws it's really weird <laughs> runs sideways um still expressionless though it's really good yeah um and uh paramedics are there to take care of the asthma girl and she's like how did you know how to save me how did you know i was asthmatic and walter's like jesus christ not this again um can someone quite... please get her to a hospital Listen. she has definitely suffered uh suffered brain damage it's very obvious when someone's having an asthma attack woman <laughs> she goes you don't seem real but you saved my life and he's like what the hell uh but then uh, olivia gives him a phone call and he's like i'm sorry walter we lost him and he's like oh peter's dead and she's like no why would you think that i was talking about the observer i would i would if i if peter was dead i would say hey walter peter's dead but yeah. it's a weird phone call and it's, walter, a, it's, a, it's a strange phone call. yeah and walter's <laughs> confused because he's like i thought the observers were my bestest friends why would they do this to me <laughs> i thought i thought i had to lose peter in this scene oh no it's not over is it <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah, we, we um, we back. get we get told we get Roscoe being told to go back to his hole. Um, <laughs> no more freedom for you. Uh, uh, yeah, and he's like, hey, um, they're yeah, they're dropping him back off at the senior care, and Roscoe is like, hey, I'm very glad I met you both. Um, I, I expect visits from now on, 
And he's like, I'll play Please piano. Please come visit me. Please. <laughs> my son's dead. No one sees me. Please come my only, visit my me. My only visitor in 25 years was my son, and he's dead. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, I'll play you some piano, but you got to make me a strawberry milkshake. And he's like, I had an amazing second chance being able to like talk to my son again. And it's a very nice scene. And then Peter- he also makes sure to he also makes sure to mention to uh, to Walter at this point, hey, the real reason why the band broke up was because my, uh, uh, you know, my, I, I lost my son and I needed some time. And that's what caused this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At which point, like, it, it wasn't just me who went, oh, shit, the reason why, you know, um, Violet Sedan uh, chair and the other side is okay is because Peter wasn't there to catch that firefly, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah that's that's 100% <laughs> the implication. It's, yeah. it's just the entire implications of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we cut back to the lab and Peter's like, mm, boy, being shot with space gun sure did make me thirsty and also needs some Advil. I know what Man, my head hurts. I best wash this down with some unlabeled milk. Yum, yum, yum. Yep. Let My me reach into the science I love fridge. milk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know not to go into the science fridge. There are science fridges. There are science microwaves. You don't put food in there. Yeah, they, <laughs> but those okay. also specifically say do not eat or drink or use this for food yes. in any way whatsoever. In fact, most also, of the labs are- say no food inside. Also, one other brief thing that I want to mention of the interaction between uh, Astrid and Roscoe at the end there is Roscoe makes sure to call Astrid Kelly at the end. <laughs> well, I, like, it's just an entirely different name. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it at the end, but yeah, they deliberately make um, Roscoe and Walter similar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, Peter takes a sip of the milk. But, oh, no, it's the brain mapping shit, and it gives him a seizure. And um, Olivia calls oh, no. Walter and is like, hey, I think your son's dying. Um, and what so... What was in that weird milk that you gave him? He's like, hey, you need to go to my medical bag, get an anticoagulant, and then uh, mix it with some other shit. Um, and she does, and Peter's seizure ends. And well, no. After after they can't find the magnesium, uh, the magnesium sulfate um, in the medical bag, and he's like, "Oh, right, I reorganize things by alphabet. Like I alphabetize things. It's in the fridge with the mayonnaise." Yeah. At which point, yep, that's not a science fridge. That's just like half science, half not science fridge, which is so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. It's that's that's not proper lab. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not, that's that's not sanitary. That is that is that right there is an entire reason why why Walter should not be in a lab anymore. <laughs> yeah, but also my other issue is oh yeah you stopped the seizure and then we cut to them Peter being back at home lying on the couch with an ice bag and Walter's making a chicken soup. That boy should be in a hospital under observation. Yep. That boy should be again. Listen, listen, they're they're the fringe team has no time to rest. Like. And their, their only rest is cute scenes where one of them is taking care of the other one. Hospitals are for uh, are for wimps. Yeah. <laughs> if only Walter was the sole shareholder of some multinational corporation that probably has a very advanced medical wing. That probably has several private hospitals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But Walter's like, hey, uh, I got to thank the Observer for this because he saved my life. Because that serum was obviously unfinished. 
and he set up a chain of events that caused you to drink it instead of me and I would have been able to save you but no one would have been able to save me and Peter's well, like well no he makes he makes, fucking... he makes an incredible point he makes an incredible point of I'm weak like your mother <laughs> uh. oh no <laughs> and Peter's like I think you're still high and Walter's like maybe and then skitters away to go get a pizza <laughs> But it was basically like you can't expect the observers to think like humans because they're probably not. I mean, they catch bullets. I don't think they're human. Yeah, that's fair. And then, hey, look, we, we see the observers observing. And uh, December's like, oh, shit, maybe I was wrong. He did change. He was willing to let Peter die. And it's like, now he has to be willing to do it again. Yes, our experiment worked. We know that... Walter is willing to let Peter die. Wonderful. Excellent. <laughs> now we can extort him for money. After he reads our best-selling book, if you see Buddha in the road, kill him. <laughs> We've changed it. It's if you see Peter in the road, kill him. Uh, yeah. The glyph for this episode was unites. Um, I don't know what that is. A reference yep. <laughs> to whatever. The observers were all over this bitch. Um There there were some observers. Yeah. And we, we have a we have a previously. One exists. I don't have to make it up. What all right, is David. the picture? Oh, I've already looked at it. It's it's all good, Charlie. I know what the picture is. Oh, this all is right. stupid. What is it? it yeah, Just, a little bit. I'm a bit right, angry. So, I'm ready. Uh think think about NFTs as I say this, David. Um <laughs> Oh, fuck so, <laughs> no, there he was go. calm. You so, ruined it. So if you if you remember back to little baby eats his episode, vape now. <laughs> if you remember back to the last episode, um, right at the start, when the guy gets off of the train and then gets tapped on the foot by an asshole, um, right? Remember that scene? Yes. Um, so if you looked at the train, the name of the train is Firefly Express. Firefly that, no. Railway. Firefly no. Railway. Firefly Railway? Okay. Yes. Anyways, it's a Firefly train thing. <laughs> Which is in direct reference to the Firefly effect that they talk about in the <laughs> next episode. Yeah, you know, that famous thing called the Firefly effect. Firefly effect. <laughs> like, even if it was like a... Even if it was like Firefly Railway and they had a slogan of like making unexpected connections or something like that, that would have been better. <laughs> yep. Not just but making unexpected connections name. would have made that a lot better. Firefly <laughs> Railway, you're going to have a seizure. Wait, what? <laughs> Firefly Railway, label Fire- your milk. Don't. <laughs> Firefly Railway, don't drink milk. If it was like Firefly Dairy, I would appreciate that more. <laughs> like, Honestly, if what if, if what if in... instead what if instead it was just got milk was just there was <laughs> there was just an ad for got milk in the previous episode. It's a it's a double billboard sign, and one half of it is got milk, and the other one is do you have your EpiPen? <laughs> or no, 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 got milk, and then the other one, um, the other one is just uh, if you if you've ingested poison, please call poison control. <laughs> the poison control ad, and then below that is just like widow baby needs their widow vape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is widow baby having a seizure? <laughs> widow baby needs a magnesium sulfate. Oh man, magnesium. Excuse you, Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, yes, magnesium. Magnesium. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> 
My favorite uru right. is the reading of someone someone uwufied uh, Nietzsche's God is Dead. Oh, God is Dead. Line. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good my one. favorite one. Uh, All right. Episode uh, ratings. This was a fun episode. This is like a, a solid like four. I like the Damn. observers. I like Christopher Lloyd as like doped up and sleepy as he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's, I agree. Um I I do like I said, they they deliberately made Christopher Lloyd's character and Walter's very similar, where it's they're both geniuses in different respects. And you get the sense of the trajectory that Roscoe would have taken if Walter hadn't taken a similar trajectory. Like mm-hmm. they, they did some cool overlap without making Roscoe like also a crazy good scientist. He's just a very talented musician. I like that part. Oh, man. I am going to go, I'm going to go very opposite from you guys. I thought this was a very average to slightly below average episode. The pacing felt really weird in this episode. I just like, like it was fine. And then like, it was like fun, but like, I don't know. It it just like didn't like sit like completely right. Like I wasn't angry about it. I'm giving it a two and a half, but like eh. Two and a half. Sounds like you were angry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, what the fuck? No, man. two and a half is two and a half is fine. Did you there, write the Fringepedia entry for this episode? <laughs> Are you a Obviously. huge Olivia Peter shaper? <laughs> Did you write this five Obviously. years ago? <laughs> Hello, OnStar? You're not going to believe what I just saw. <laughs> That's for Charlie and Charlie alone. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't even get the right. What are you talking about? Go to go to Act Three in the Fringepedia page. Uh, I have no idea what's happening. I or is always... or is your link not broken? My link. I have a broken link to an image that just reads "Hello, OnStar." You're not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> that's that's not my Act Three. Really? I have a broken link in there. Uh, yeah, no. all right. That's that's a, that's a oh, reference for no, old I have, me and I have people the... that go back to the Fringepedia, the Firefly page. No, no, no. I did. That is I, referenced I, I, on I, May nineteenth, twenty thirteen. Nick, 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 Nick. I have the picture. Yes. I have the actual picture. I don't have the picture. It is. It is <laughs> just, just the old. observer's fingertip glowing at the lock, and then the caption is "Hello, OnStar." You're not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> the caption for Roscoe playing the piano is really. I do one private concert in the past three decades, and you want chopsticks. This is oh, a whole that's... new avenue Ugh. of... <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> Peter having the seizure is titled Worst Brain Freeze Ever. Oh, wait, really? I, okay, Charlie. Wait, wait, Charlie. It's even worse for me. Um, the one for him, uh, the the little like heading for that, um, instead of being the like really like chopsticks thing, is just now. Cluck like a chicken. And that's what I have as mine. <laughs> the observers at the end is, yep, yep, Walter's our man. Yep. Oh, God. These are fucking great. The observer fighting the jewelry store is karate chop. <laughs> uh, the now cluck like a chicken is Walter with the glasses on looking at Roscoe. Okay. Oh, I just don't have the other one. The the book is considering re-gifting. And the Walter injecting himself is brain food. Better living through chemistry. This is amazing. How have we never noticed these before? <laughs> I have to go through all of these now. <laughs> um, the only normal one is the cop car getting hit, and it's T-Bone Wreck, and that's an apt description of what that photo is showing. Well, I've also got stunned with a blast gun. Yes, sorry, there's, there's another one. Oh my god, these are amazing. 
Anyways. <laughs> David's so upset now. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> um take someone take us out i'm not on outro duty yeah i am on outro duty um did thank you we think we did we did uh uh yeah, oh, i said i didn't say number uh three and a half for me i quite like this episode yeah uh, uh yeah i think uh fun, no fun facts i'm tired it's like an hour <laughs> 30 David, this is a long episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we started getting goofy with this one so it took longer but if you enjoy the goofy episodes, then you should go back and listen to Northwest Passage, our goofiest episode yet. Um, or over where they're on the stairs. Yeah, please download that one more to upset David. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> but there's, there's so many more gems in the entire Four Staff Library, starting with season one, episode one, pilot. And you should watch, or not watch, listen to all of those. Silly me, this is a podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, uh, our home at Podbean. Anywhere you can find podcasts, we're probably there waiting in a corner to ambush you and make us make you listen to us, um, which is what you should do to your friends. You should just sneak up behind them, put headphones on, and then play us at full blast, and then tie them to the chair so that they have to listen to it. All, like, 70 hours now. Yep, yep. There's many hours of content. Uh, we're easy to fall asleep to because we say nothing of substance. Um, please listen to us. Um, tweet at us if you hate us or if you like us at Forsaf. Uh, that's on the Twitter. Uh, if you really, really want to say some mean things, that'll get you banned on Twitter, like saying Trump is right. Uh, you can email us at forsaf at gmail dot com. Uh, we won't respond to that. David one. will have a happy discussion with you about that one. <laughs> Christ, don't invite that to me. Oh, don't put that on my shoulders. <laughs> Please, please come full at us with any of your right-wing feelings. God. No, no. Oh. Charlie, Charlie, we tried to move away from the... the, the I wanted bad ways with us. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Thanks for listening. I hope David doesn't kick me off the show after that. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. 